You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Oh, what a weekend it was in sports, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new edition of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's great to be back with you guys. I'm Renee Canales, joined in the studio currently by our producer, Big Mike Rifkin, James Baccioni, stuck in traffic, pretty bad traffic today. Yeah. Uh, he will be uh, in momentarily, but whoa, boy, what a weekend it was in sports. It really was. Baseball. We had the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. A uh, few series actually came to an end this weekend. Um, we had an overtime thrill, double overtime thriller last night mm-hmm. in Ve- in Las Vegas. I mean, it, I mean, we just had a, a wonderful sports weekend th- uh, this just past weekend. And we get two game sevens tomorrow night. Yes, yes, we do. And boy, I mean, all right. So let, let's just touch on that, this one real quick. Okay. I mean, that double overtime game last night in Vegas between the Knights and the Sharks was stupendous. I mean, just the the first overtime alone was just, it just had you on the on the edge of your seat. Literally, your heart's pumping, man, because like it's it's like action after action, stop after stop, yeah, and there, I, and there's no TV timeout, so everything is like continuous. Yeah. Oh man, it was just great though. It was awesome. I, I put out. It's a heart attack waiting to happen. It is when it's especially when it's your team. Oh <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't. I can't get. I can't be still for games like that. But I mean, other than that, you know, we did have the NBA playoffs in full swing as well. Uh, a lot of baseball action this weekend. Some bad news once again for the New York Yankees. Let's just start off with that real quick. Um, Aaron Judge. On a swing on Saturday afternoon in the in, in in the game against the Kansas City Royals, takes a vicious swing, and immediately in pain. Turns out it's a left oblique strain. He's on the ten day injured list, and his timetable for return not yet decided. Boone said it was going to take several weeks. It's going to t- uh, yes before they determine yes. something. Um, they have he he has gone through uh, oblique strains before. He went through it in 2016, um, and it took him a little while to come back. But the reason why they don't want to give a timetable for his return yet is because of what happened last season with the wrist injury. Mm-hmm. They said it would be two to three weeks. It lasted about a month and a half, a month, month and a few days. And you also don't want to rush. Him. And you don't want to rush it. It, it. You know, you want him back healthy for the for the later stages of the season where you're really. Uh, going for that division title. Can I ask you a question? No. All right. With all the Yankees that are hurt mm-hmm. and scheduled to come back, yeah. was he the most indispensable that's, one? That's the one you didn't want to happen. Well, obviously. That's the one you don't want to happen. Yeah. But is this the one that hurts the yes. most or is it Severino? No, okay. this one hurts the most. Okay. I understand Severino because he is the ace of your pitching staff, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been able to get sort of get by, by with that. Right. You, you've gotten some pretty good starts out of Tanaka. Um, you've gotten two excellent starts from James Paxton in the la- his last two outings. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one with, uh, against Boston where he and gave yesterday. 12 strikeouts, no runs given up. And then last night 
in the uh, well yesterday afternoon in the game against the Kansas City Royals to close out the series. Twelve strikeouts, no runs given up as well. He's a, I think he's one of the uh, first Yankees to 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 go out and, and give you back to back twelve strikeout games and no runs. Mm-hmm. So you you've gotten you've gotten quality starts from him in back to back outings. Jay Happ in the game against the Red Sox. Um, had a, had a shaky first two innings, but then he sort of fixed that up uh, on the fly, and 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 he was able to give you six um, six strong innings, with the last four being scoreless. Right. So you've gotten something at him. Domingo Herman is three and one on the season. You've been able to get by with your rotation, and lately, your batting lineup it seems to come alive. Clint mm-hmm. Frazier is hitting the cover off the ball. Mike Talkman's got you gotten you a few home runs. Uh, when when he's when he's uh needed to. asked to be in in the lineup when he's needed to, um, Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner timely home runs. He hit the grand slam against the against the Red Sox and and he hits one a few nights ago as well. Um, you know, Thyro Estrada comes up last yesterday, lays down a sacrifice bunt to to get runners into scoring position. I mean, you know, it it's been timely hitting for the Yankees. It's been timely pitching from their from their rotation. Their bullpen is what's shaky. They gave up the the six runs yesterday in the eighth. That that made you kind of like ah, what the hell's going on here? But the Yankees were able to squeeze that one out and get the victory. Take three out of four from the Royals. Go above five hundred. They're now eleven and ten on the season. Going on a West Coast trip. They're they're playing starting with the Angels tonight, ten o'clock start. But the Aaron Judge injury is the one you wanted to avoid the most mm-hmm. because now pretty much all of your power has been sucked out of your lineup. You, they're they're going to get Sanchez back this week. They say I think they're targeting Wednesday as a return for Gary Sanchez. John okay. Carlos Stan should be back by the start of May. Okay, so that's two. It's about a week or so. so about a week or so. Um, he's been out for a month already. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a month next week. Too low. Too low. It's going to be a while for Tulo. It's going to be a little longer. Uh, it's going to be May or June for Tulo. Okay. Um, and. and we went into the season knowing you weren't going to be expecting a lot out of Tulowitzki. Right. No, my my because I, I still like the Tulowitzki <clears throat> signing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, I like that signing. Yeah. Because it's it, you're getting something for very cheap, and you know you're going to get a good defensive player. You're going to get a a, a a a player who, when he comes up to bat, he's going to give you quality at bats. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran in this league, so you know where you're going to get out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ LeMay, who cranks out a home run yesterday, he's been a really good signing for the Yankees. He's a oh, really good boy. ball player. What a signing he has been for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Utility player all over the infield, but he's also hitting the hitting the ball very well. well that's what he is. He's a gold glover yep. in, in the field. Yep. And offensively, he's going to hit. Yep. Maybe not necessarily for power. No, no, but he gets you the But he time. hits 300 every year. And when you need when you need it, he comes up, he gets you a single, he gets you a double. Yesterday he was actually able to hit a home run. I mean, you're getting good good production out of him. But like I said, when Aaron Judge goes down and the rest of you guys are out, it squeezes that it that sucks the power out of your lineup. And I was look uh, I was scrolling through Instagram yesterday and actually somebody put up a a um a photo of all the Yankee injuries from this year, mm-hmm. and that makes up a st- stupidly athletic roster. I mean, literally, that's like a World Series winning roster there that that the Yankees have on the injured list. So I mean, you know, it, it, it's 
it, it really does suck that Aaron Judge is not out for the, for the extended period of time that he's going to be out. But the Yankees have to do what they got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they um, they were able to squeeze out the win uh, on uh, on Saturday. We were able to squeeze out the win yesterday. Like I said, now they're going to the West Coast, playing the Angels, playing the Giants. They play the D-backs too. And I, I believe, yeah, the Diamondbacks as well in Arizona. So, Well, t- tonight's kind of an easy task. You well, it's Jay Happ against Matt, Matt Harvey, Harvey, who has a, a over 9 ERA. Yeah. So, I mean, you should be able to hit him pretty well. But, like I said, the power's been sucked out of your lineup. It, this isn't about the power anyway. They're, they're going to make contact against Harvey. I think I guess everybody's made contact <laughs> off of Matt Harvey. But James Baccioni's in the building. Yep. How's it doing? All right, all right. How was your Easter, everyone? Uh, not bad, not bad. Right. You know, saw some good games. Got some good, good hockey yeah. uh, that happened yesterday. The playoffs as well. Yeah, NBA playoffs. Um, yeah, that series was terrible. Which one? Boston. <laughs> Oh, oh, the, oh, the, oh, the Celtics Pacers. Oh, yeah, that was God awful. Celtics, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that's that one was just that one was just terrible. The, the Oklahoma uh, City game was uh, fairly yeah, fairly all right. Pretty bad. I'll, I'll credit Indiana though. They really didn't get blown out, and any they kept their fight yeah, for a little bit. They most, just had no one who took they, over. Yeah, they didn't have. They don't have that guy. You, you know, know Miles uh, Miles Turner's block. Uh, Miles the Turner's dunk, dunk on, on Gordon. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. What are you doing in the paint, Gordon Hayward? Get out of there! <laughs> You're only setting yourself That's up for happened. disaster. <laughs> you know that was what? Pretty cool. You know what kind of freaked me out though? Yesterday, I was watching the uh, Raptors and Magic game, mm-hmm. and there was a point in time where I guess the the Raptors were up like twelve, and there was no sound coming out of the coming out of the arena from from the Orlando fans. It was just nothing. It was just pure silence. They I were like stunned. That's scary. They were stunned by the magic that was it, going on. It was scary how how little sound was coming out of the TV because of that. It was just bad. But uh <laughs> um now that you're here. Uh <laughs> raining cats and dogs out there. Is it? Is it? Oh my Did God. it start? It was more I'm in my normal route here just to get on to the LIE. Uh, there's two ways I can go. And of course, I asked my phone. I was like, "Oh, which, before I leave, I was like, which mm-hmm. way is the better one today?" It only can save like a matter of a couple minutes any, at any given day, but it tells me to go the 107 way okay. rather than Glencove Road. Okay. And so, why I don't know because right when I get onto 107, like I pass Old Westbury where we went to school, yeah. and bang, stop. Th- th- <laughs> it's just, it's just, and then I get to like it's literally right at the exit where I need to go to get onto the LIE to come here. And it was four fire trucks, like two ambulances, three cop cars. I'm like, what? The and a partridge and a pear had- tree. God, man, everything. You, it, it was. It, I didn't see it. I wasn't rubbernecking. I was like, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie. I, I was like, what the hell? Like Google Ma- or Apple Maps? I was like, oh, why that's did, like- I had the other way. I could have gone. I'm sure it wasn't this bad. I'm you gotta sure. use ways, bro. I'm like, come on. Like, ways it is the way to like, go. Um, it, it looked like it was getting cleaned up. So it definitely didn't just happen. Like in my 15 minutes, it takes me to yeah. get to that point. So, bad job by Apple Maps there. Oh. But I'm here. Steve Jobs. We don't like And it that. is raining really bad. Is so, it? Yeah. Uh, got, went to the HOV lane. Guy's going like 45. I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, <laughs> And then you? when they go fast and it's pouring, like the, the, the water accumulates. And then when they hit that puddle, everything just. Oh, you could drive slow in the rain and go slow if you want to. Just get out of the left lane. Get out of the HOV. <laughs> like, go in the right. That's Hop on the right, for. baby. My God. Pedal uh, to the metal. Well, now that James Baccioni has oh, voiced anyway. his frustration. Um, <laughs> I hate driving in Long Island. I hate it. You know who also voices frustration a little bit? Donovan, Mc, Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Um, he went on uh, on sports radio over the Jack weekend. Gale show. That's where I work. Yeah. That's my buddy. 
Well, well, you heard it there first. So uh, Donovan McNabb had uh, some interesting things to say. CBS Sports Radio. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, about the Carson Wentz experiment with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and he said that uh, something along the lines of actually, I actually have uh, the quote here. Um where uh, he said, if he can't get out of the second round, they should look to possibly draft another quarterback because you just don't know about his durability. Staying healthy is very key in this league. The team only goes as far as the quarterback takes them, and they put so many eggs in the basket with Carson Wentz, and he has to prove that in the next two years. Um, Do you think what Donovan McNabb is saying is right? No. Um, No. No. Is it warranted to say? No. Is this just Donovan McNabb again being bitter and being sour about what the Eagles did to him at the end of his career when they got rid of him and he went to Washington? Mm-hmm. I mean, Donovan McNabb, ever since he's retired and, you know, been doing media things, ever since he even left the Eagles, has just wished nothing but mad bad, but bad, bad, bad will, yeah. will on the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. And yeah. it's like, come on, dude, just shut up. I mean, you wonder why you go back there and you get booed relentlessly every time you step in a Philadelphia building. Because of things like this, because of other things he said in the past. Like, and Lane Johnson just, he, actually he, he, tweeted he, he, that. Roots, he wants the Eagles to lose so badly. It's like, dude, get over it. Lane, Andy L- Reid's not even there. Come on. Lane, Lane, jo- Lane Johnson actually tweeted that. He said, and you wonder why nobody respects you when you come back yeah, with exclamation points. I mean, the guy had a ton of success in Philadelphia. Well, I don't understand why he feels the need to take a shot at the Eagles every like couple months, it seems like. Or every, you know, once in a while. Because uh, this could just be me thinking this. Everyone acted like Carson Wentz was the savior in Philly. Well, Donovan McNabb never won. Hold on. Hold on. And Nick Foles wins them a Super Bowl. And Carson Wentz is still acted upon. But people seem to forget that Carson Wentz I'm not arguing actually that. got the Eagles to the point where they were actually one of the best the MVP teams in the MVP exactly. He, he tore he his ACL out. in the game against the Rams in L.A. Which was game of the year. Which Yeah. And then Nick Foles takes over, and then they're you got Foles that, magic. They're not in that position to no, start Nick Foles for that playoff run without the play of Carson absolutely Wentz for the first 13 weeks. Uh, listen, I'm just trying to enter the mind of Donovan McNabb, who— It makes no sense. I, I, he does make a good point about— soup. Campbell. <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> he makes a good point about the, the durability of, of Carson Wentz, though. The fact that Carson Wentz has been sort of injury-prone in his few years in, this, in, in the league so far. Mm-hmm. Torn ACL, the back issues— um, he has a point about that. But moving on from Carson Wentz, when Carson Wentz, when he was healthy, was an MVP candidate, like we said uh, two years ago, when when you know he actually led uh, the Eagles on that on that pretty good run through the regular season up until the point where he tore his ACL. You can't move on from a guy like that who who gives you that sort well, of consistency. Didn't. I mean, they had the option, really, right in this offseason to go with the next yeah. polls and make a move on with Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. and they decided to stick with their man, Carson Wentz. I mean, it's, it's a young quarterback. He's got great intangibles, great you know instincts, it looks like, and the success you've seen from him so early, you're just going to have to live with that injury history and hope that it's, it's in the past. And you would think... He's still young enough to where he's exactly. still going to ascend. Yeah, to yeah. No, I don't think we've seen the plateau we, of Carson no, Wentz. No, we haven't seen the best of him. No. no. We, were, we were starting to see that two years ago when they went on that pretty good run and in the regular season. he just becomes more of a throwing, passing, uh, pocket-passing quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the that's other, what it takes then. And the other thing that could keep him healthy and upright it's a good run, offensive line. Run the football. Yeah. They just added – you bring in a, um, a bring Jordan, in Jordan Howard. Howard, yeah. Give him the feed him the ball twenty twenty five times a game. Use a little bit of throwing plays, but you still have a Darren Sproles. Mm-hmm. 
And also small better, wood. And also and better weapons wood. for wide receivers, I think, that can also help out as well. I mean, I understand you're getting that running game going. You're protecting yeah, you your quarterback. you brought in a Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And Z- Zach Ertz. How great was yeah. Zach Ertz last year? Setting records and, you know. But, I mean, Donovan McNabb needs to, needs to stay out of his own way, man. He's just burning bridges um, left and right. Sproles is actually still a free agent, but I thought I heard that he was going to come back. Um, I think he's uh, mulling coming back in retirement, yeah. but I think my buddy who's an Eagles fan was telling me that he was leaning towards coming back. Sproles won't decide on future until May, so if he comes back, he'll be Fair there. Fair enough. Yeah. He should come back. He's earned <laughs> it, so. Yeah. Yeah. And even if he doesn't go back there, you have Smallwood and Clement. I think it's either there or or or, or even yeah. heck, you could draft. He was Josh Jacobs. retirement, wasn't he? Yeah, he's either going to retire. Yeah. Or, yeah. He said, "I just read he won't decide until May, so soon we'll May. know." May. I mean, well, that's after the draft and see where the where the where the team is. Probably resting his body, just yeah. seeing. And I'm sure he would inform the Eagles before the draft if they were interested in a running back. Yeah, for sure. But I think the, the the trade for Jordan Howard, though bringing him in, sort of takes you know a, 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 takes most of the carries away from him as well. Sort of well, jo- jo- you, no, but not, not in a bad way. Yeah, you know, just having him as that that uh, that backup option for mm-hmm. for running back, you're keeping him healthy as well, or you can use him on the special teams, as we've known Darren Sproles to be a a small dude who will get you good amount of yardage on a punt return. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, Jordan Howard essentially—well, not essentially—he does replace JJ. Yeah. Who? I don't know if JJ's been signed. I don't think so. I think mm. he's still out there. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But I mean, the, the the Donovan McNabb comments not warranted. Um, it's envy. It, yeah, it, it is. And, and like you said, Jimmy, I mean, this is just. Him hitting back at the Philadelphia Eagles for the way they, they, they end, that career of his ended in Philadelphia, sending him off to Washington. Um, Never getting it done. Yeah, I mean. He comes back. He just hates the city now. And it's just poking. It, which is really sad because he was the face of the franchise. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Him and Brian Dawkins. He had a ton of success. Yeah, he did. Four straight NFC championship games. It was a it was a pretty good team. They got to the Super Bowl against the uh, against the New England Patriots. They, they yeah. ran into a buzzsaw and, and yeah. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the, and the defense there. What are you gonna do? Shut up and stop talking. You can't, you <laughs> stop can't talking rewrite. out of your ass. Want to hear this? First, Donovan McNabb first forty four career NFL games, ninety nine to 7,445 yards, fifty four touchdowns, thirty two interceptions. 27 and 21 record. Carson Wentz through his first 40 games. That's, only, that's all he's played mm-hmm. in his career. 10,152 yards, 70 touchdowns, 28 interceptions, and 23-17 record. So he's got four less wins, but he's got 3,000 more yards, 16 more touchdowns, and four less interceptions in the time that McNabb played through his first 40 games. And McNabb's saying, let's rush this guy out the door. You had worse stats than him, dude. He's had a better. Yeah, he's had a better. Ca- he's had a better career than you. Point into his, his career first, through his first forty games, he's been hurt and he's still putting up the numbers. So I mean, so I, is McNabb oh, gonna see those numbers and be like, "Oh wow, that was that sounded pretty stupid." I mean, I, he's, I got, you, he's got he's has Carson Wentz has better numbers to this point in his career than McNabb had. Then they ain't run McNabb out of town. What if someone said, "Oh, we need to run McNabb out of town," or if he was the quarterback at the time said, "We gotta get rid of you because we can't build with you anymore." I bet you he saw those numbers <laughs> and he still wants to be an ass and sort of get back to at Philadelphia. But you know what? 
You're not doing anything. Those You're only hurting stats. yourself. Those are the stats. You're only hurting yourself, bro. Listen, you want to judge a team you used to play for, look at the team down in D.C. They could probably they, use they you right could, now. They could use you as a quarterback. They definitely could. <laughs> and who would end up getting hurt there? Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Because that team sucks. They have nothing. But Donovan McNabb needs to get his head out of his ass. He needs to stop... Such so petty. He he's he's talking the talk, but he can't walk the walk. Like Jimmy just said, through his first forty four games, Donovan McNabb had three thousand less yards thrown. The numbers are there. The numbers are there. The numbers prove it. Four more interceptions. Those are stats. They're there forever. Why do you think during sport, during games they bring up stats that happen? Like they bring up numbers that happened 30, 40 years ago because they are relevant still. Mm-hmm. They matter. That was what ninety nine through oh one. Dude, 44 games, and Carson Wentz still has He's better numbers track than you. to be a better quarterback than, than Donovan McNabb. I mean, of course, we can't take away the championship game appearances, but you know what? He lost three straight. Didn't win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think Carson Wentz, in his time in Philadelphia, will get the Eagles back to NFC championships and possibly a Super Bowl. Yeah. Very well could. They were on the verge of that with him or, you know. But if they have success next year and success the year after that with a healthy Carson Wentz, but don't make it to the Super Bowl or to the championship, I do not think that the pressure is on to get rid of him. No. By any means. No. By any means. I think the pressure was on to get – not not get rid of him, but the pressure to have that conversation was because of the fact that Nick Foles – had that magic around him. It it led them to the Super Bowl. People people like stirring that pot. Yeah. it's just weird from it coming from McNabb. the next face of your franchise. Yeah. That's pettiness. That's that's actual pettiness right there from Donovan McNabb. Well, you know what? There's a reason why you're not welcome there anymore. Just stay out of stay in your lane, bro. Just stop talking about them. Let them live their lives. People don't want you back. Don't talk about them. That's it. Anyways. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, talk about the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. Uh, we already touched on the Yankees uh, injury news there. So um, <laughs> stay tuned here on Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Uh, before we move on real quick, Donovan McNabb went on, t- t- took, took to Twitter uh-huh. to sort of clarify <laughs> his comments on the show. Of course he did. Uh, <laughs> so this comes from Do- the Donovan McNabb Twitter page. For those of you who misread, didn't understand, were confused, or just didn't like my comments, let me clarify it for you. Let me start by saying there is no beef, riff, or ill will, or Ill will toward Carson Wentz or the Philadelphia Eagles. My comments were strictly based off of experience and understanding of how the business of football works. You are consistently evaluated every day, every game, and if you are reliable and or healthy enough to play. I know at times as players and fans it can be confusing to move on from a beloved player, but due to the business of health and trust, tough decisions are usually made. Maybe people just didn't like it because it's coming from me or I answered a question from one of the talents on the radio the way you didn't agree with. If that's how you feel, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's the nature of the game. Shut up. <laughs> that's Donovan Just McNabb trying away. to clarify his comments from the from this weekend's uh, uh Thanks, Donovan. Radio Thanks. Show. Great. Yep. Dismissed. 
Dismissed. <laughs> also, just by the way, anyone listening, uh, that is not an air raid or a feedback. And you hear no, the that's rain. That is actually just the rain from yeah. outside picking up in the Renee's microphone. Probably yeah, yeah. it is raining that hard outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually up against the window here, so like, um, you can hear everything that's coming you down. You can hear it. The rain is torrential I outside. Be silent for like one, like two seconds. That's, you rain. That's the rain. <laughs> it is torrential outside right now. So, um, wow. The weather outside is frightful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, I don't like you sometimes. I, drive home in this. <laughs> I don't like you sometimes. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the NBA playoffs. Um, we saw a sweep yesterday. We saw the uh, Indianapolis, uh, the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> I always, I always do that. Indi- Indiana Pacers. You're not wrong. I, no, I'm not. not. They are. In, not. Yeah, You're right. Uh, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, lost a series yesterday to the Boston Celtics. Uh, that ended in a sweep. The game was uh, – it, it ended 110-106, but there wasn't – there's not really much competition coming out of the Pacers. Um, but, With that old Depot. Yeah, no. I mean, Miles Turner had a all right game. He dunked over Gordon Hayward that yesterday, was, that was which was the, the highlight of the game. Um, but – The luck of the Irish. Yeah, not, not much happened in that series. It was pretty much a wash mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks – are getting ready to sweep the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Uh, that that one's that one's gonna end like that. that, that that's ended over. tonight. They're already yeah. on the plane going. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's back to Milwaukee. Getting back to Milwaukee. Getting ready for the Boston Celtics. That 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 one's uh that's how that one's ending up. Uh, we also had the Oklahoma City Thunder yesterday. Uh, they played the uh, Portland Trailblazers in game uh, game four of their series, and the Trailblazers just. Waxed them I'm off shocked, the floor. Man. Damian Lillard uh, is having a superb uh, first round of the playoffs. Russell I mean, Westbrook. Now people are asking the question, is Damian Lillard actually? We brought it up on our show a couple weeks ago even when we had that segment uh, on Westbrook when he had those triple, uh, triple doubles. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when he scored the 2020-20 game, yep. we were saying, is, Damian L- is Russell Westbrook better than Damian Lillard? And we agreed that he was. Now Man. the question's coming back again. <laughs> is, is Damian, Damian Lillard, Lillard better than <laughs> Russell Westbrook? This I mean, these, are the so two, far, yeah. these are two point guards right now who are arguably the top two in the league. I mean, you know you got to have Steph Curry in there, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Damian Lillard's putting on a freaking show. Yeah, and fit. he's really, really coming out, making a act. Like, you know, he's already had a name in the NBA, but he's really making a superstar name for himself uh, right now. He had 15 uh, in the third quarter uh, out of his 24 points for the game. I mean, he's just putting on an absolute clinic. He's just putting on a show in this first round of the playoffs. And and on the other side, Russell Westbrook had one point yeah. in the second half. Can't happen. On 0 of 7 shooting. We brought this up the other day with uh, Steph Curry. He only had seven points in the game in which the Clippers came back from 31 down. You're not going to win games when, you're, when, when one of your star players or your star player only gets, you know, single digits in scoring I mean, in, in, and, a, in and, a specific and, and half. And they didn't. And they lost by 13. And, and they lost. So, I mean, is this one over? No. You think Oklahoma City gets one back in Portland? It's po- I'm not, I think it's possible. I don't think Russell Westbrook's going to have another game where he only has one point in the second quarter. But we've seen games in which Russell Westbrook sort well, of we disappears. Well, we saw Paul George had 32 and 10 last night and six assists. So if he has another game like that and Russell Westbrook has his normal 16, oh, it makes up 10, for the 11, and it does. You know, 10 game, then I don't think the case is a loss by 13. I think you're looking at... I mean, if Dame Willard keeps shooting the way he's shooting and playing the way he's playing, and McCollum, it, it's going to be Portland's still going to be in there, of course, because they have shown right now at this point that they're playing with the Oklahoma City Thunder, if not better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're up three-one, but I just don't think that 
it's going to be as easy as it was maybe last night because I don't think Russ Westbrook's going to have that poor of a shooting game again. I think he's going to find ways to get to the hoop, maybe shoot the ball less from the outside, draw fouls, and kind of assert his dominance because he is – he can. We've seen him be a dominant player. Because that's just the type of game that Russell Westbrook plays, right? He's, yeah. he's the type of player that he that he drives into the paint. He he, get, he initiates contact or he gets the contact, gets the bucket, gets the foul, you know, gets himself going, gets the crowd all riled up. But we didn't see that from Russell Westbrook yesterday. We saw it from Paul George I mean, who dropped 32. Also what Big Mike brought up when we had that segment. This is classic what we've come to see as playoff Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. We were trying. We were saying. I I was very adamant. I'm saying that he's going to change that narrative this season. He's going to go in and have a great postseason. We're talking about it again. Well, well, now that brings up the question, right? With this, if if it happens, right? If they have another early playoff exit under Russell Westbrook without Kevin Durant, does that sort of um, damper the thoughts on Russell Westbrook as one of the best point guards in the league, as a team leader? Does that sort of t- you know? Does that does that narrative drop I, down I a notch? It, I don't think it makes him one of the not elite point guards in the league. I just think the narrative's still there on you can't win a playoff game and what's worse. I mean, that's the worst thing that you can bestow on a player saying you can't win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Is it not in any sport? It is. Yeah. So, what what was that critique of Peyton Manning for the longest time? He couldn't win the A-Rod. big one in New England. Yeah. It's the one thing. Marino, what do we always talk about when Dan Marino's name gets brought up? No Never won a championship. Alex Ovechkin up until last yeah, exactly. year. Yeah. Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. It's every sport. I mean, it, you, being considered one of the best players of all time is great, but being considered a guy who can't get it done in the playoffs kind of balances that out a little bit. And, and I think as well, I think the bench for the Oklahoma City Thunder needs to give them better, uh, better production. I mean, you're getting it from Dennis Schroeder. He's he had 17 points, but other than that, Noel had two, Morris had two, Nader had two. Um, you know, the, those are guys that you're sort of counting on a little bit. I know Nader had one minute, but he he had two points. But uh, Nor uh, Morris and Noel both played north of 10 minutes, only gave you five points combined. You know, you, you need some production off of your bench when the guys on the court uh, in your starting team. rotation is are aren't doing. Their job. Their, their job, necessarily. And especially against a team as deep as Portland. Yeah. And you're talking McCollum, Lillard, look, look, just, Ennis just, Cantor. Just look at – all right, so let's just look at the starters for, for the Blazers. Al Farouk Aminu, 19 their points. starters had really good games. Uh, Mo Harkless, 15. Ennis Cantor, he had eight, eight, eight points, but he had 10 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, 24 points. C.J. McCollum, 27 points. You know, those, are, those guys are giving you production. Now you're looking at the Thunder. Paul George, 32 points. Then no one else was near that. Jeremy Grant, 11. Steven Adams, 6. Westbrook, 14. Ferguson, 3 points. You need, if, if that's happening, you need the production off of your bench to make up for that ineffective starting five that you put out there on the court outside of Paul George. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And that, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. was Thunder. So Jesus, not, that's not us. <laughs> That's not next door. And, and it wasn't the OKC Thunder either. It was not. You hear that? <laughs> I've never seen. Oh, we don't lose power. No, yeah. no, we won't. No, we won't. We, we actually have lost power. <laughs> we, we, once. We, we definitely <laughs> might. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was an overpowering stroke of thunder the, um, here. No. The Transformers, like right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunder are not happy that we're talking about them right now in this way. Yeah. So wow. let's move on so that way we don't lose any power. I mean, so what do you actually just before we before just to, mm-hmm. to kind of close it out, what do you guys think they're done in this series? Because um, I don't. I, I I can't necessarily count out the Thunder yet because it is Russell Westbrook and Paul George running the show there. If Russell Westbrook gives us what he did in game three of the series where he went absolutely bananas, then Oklahoma City wins this game. But if we see a Russell Westbrook that we saw in the second half last night, the series is over. Does not move on from Portland. Would you agree with that? My, my thing is this. Are you saying in game four? Five, they're done, or overall in the series? Game five. No, they have a chance to win game five. But overall for the series, with Portland's got three games to win one, yeah. two of them at home, it's a tough task. I mean, we've seen stra- Stranger Things. You're up 3-1 in the series. I have not seen Stranger Things yet. Oh, you should watch it. Oh, you that. should watch yeah, it. You, should, show. you should definitely get yeah, on Yeah, you really okay. should. It's a great show. Oh, it's it? okay. incredible. What's her name? 11? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what Russell Westbrook needed in the second half. 11 points to actually, you know, help uh, his team win. They still would have lost by two. Yeah, probably if they would have gotten a little <laughs> more production off the bench. But, no, I, I, if you see the Westbrook from last night in the second half, the series is done. Mm-hmm. See the Westbrook I just from don't game. think that that's going to be the case. I hope but I, but I, hope I need to see the same Paul George. I need to see them yes. both clicking at the yes. same time, which just doesn't seem to have happened yet. And you know what as well? You got to get the production from the other guys on the team too. Of course. You cannot just rely on Paul George and Russ Westbrook to do everything. Steven Steven Adams Adams needs to get you more points. Or or at least become a presence down low. Yeah, because, I mean, you you have two bigs there. You have Alpha Rukaminu, and then you also have Ennis Cantor. You're Mm -hmm. sort of holding Ennis Cantor to the points, but you're allowing him to get the rebounds. Mm -hmm. You You can't allow that as a big man. Mo Harkless had 10 rebounds yesterday. Saint you gotta, you got Adams had seven. Yeah, you got to have a better. Alfonso you got to box nine, out. Canner ten. I mean, you got to box out. I mean, the other guys need to box out as well. But Stephen Adams being the big guy in, the, in that team on that on team. Yeah, right. absolutely. One last thing on the Thunder before you move on. We talked about the pressure on Westbrook. How much pressure is on Billy Donovan? Mm. It's a fair question. I mean. I think not I as much. No, on, yeah. nah, I don't think it's as much because you're still you're still a very good team, right? And I mean, they had a very up and down year. They ended you the got, season on a down. I just don't. I mean, you got the Paul George to commit to resigning with you. You have Westbrook there. I just feel like breaking it up now is would kind of be uh, like a knee jerk reaction. I think you could still make this thing work. Okay. Right. Yeah. I I would agree with that. All right. Let's move on from the Oklahoma City Thunder. We don't want to risk a power outage here. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. I haven't heard Thunder in a while. Really? Well, you, th- that does mean we're getting closer to uh, summer. So, True. Unfortunately. No, I mean, uh, no good for the shorts snow. weather. Remember yeah, Thunder yeah. Snow? Oh, when yeah. That was a dude. thing for like a weekend. You know what's funny? <laughs> because I watch the Weather Channel so much. So, like, um, they, they show videos of, like, Jim Cantori and whatnot reacting to the th- to Thunder Snow. And he's, like, losing his mind. Yeah. I'm like, holy it's crap. Thunder Snow. <laughs> But um, talk about being thunderstruck. Yeah, literally, uh, the Magic were thunderstruck last night mm. uh, by the Toronto Raptors in Game Four of their series. Toronto leads that one three to one after um, you know Orlando got off to the good start in the series. They won the first one by three on a DJ Augustine game winning three pointer at the buzzer. But ever since then, it's been nothing but Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard in the series, um, and that was the case last night as well. Kawhi Leonard had thirty four points. 
as the Toronto Raptors won 107-85, so a 22-point win for them. Uh, this one's over, right? Right, fellas? Oh, yeah. This one's as good this as done. Over. Yeah, I mean, we said it in the, when we talked about the, like, the preview of all the series that the Magic probably would be able to steal a game, maybe two games, if they mm-hmm. were able to hit the threes and play that kind of fast-paced style. But, and they did it in that game one. They played their game, yeah. and, and they won it. But ever since these last three games, it, the, the Toronto's just been too controlling of how the pace of play is going, and they've been too controlling on the, on, the, on the defensive glass and getting to the paint easily. And it's just been proving too much for, for the Magic. I mean, the, the Magic, Vucevic hasn't been able to get going. No. And when he especially can't get going when you're playing that kind of game, then you have absolutely no chance. Mm-hmm. So, And Nick, Nick Nurse is a really good head coach, man. He's a great meme, too. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That face last night was pretty good. <laughs> um, but you got Leonard, who, who dropped you 34 points. Siakam had 16 points. Um, and then Ooh. Powell had 16. Ibaka had 13. And that was pretty much it for the scoring. Everybody else sort of get minimal, minimal effort. Uh, Kyle Lowry only had nine points in 39 minutes, uh, four rebounds, but he had nine assists. So that, that makes up for it. But like you said, Vucevic hasn't been able to really um, make, it, make his presence felt in this series to sort of get the Raptors nervous. Aaron Gordon has been, you know, what Aaron Gordon usually is. He puts up the points. He had 25 last night. Um, but other than uh, Evan Fournier, 19 points. Like I said, Vucevic, 11. Uh, you're not really getting that consistent uh, production from the other from the other guys on the roster e- either. Sort of like what you saw from the Oklahoma City Thunder. You're not getting the production out of the other guys. And they're just not as talented and they're as not a, Yeah, they're not a talented team. So, I mean, you can't really – I mean, they're talented. They're playing in the NBA, but um, just playoff-wise, they're not, they're not talented enough to keep up with the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, so – but if Toronto wants to go far and they have the championship well, they have aspirations, Kyle Lowry has to be better than what he's been. Marcus Gasol, tw- uh, only two points in 25 minutes, six rebounds, two assists. He also, well, he does the little things too. Mm-hmm. So the rebounds, the assists, good defender. But you definitely got to see a little bit more from him. You, you need more offensive look. I'm trying to find the team stats from last night. I just can't find them anywhere. But for who? <laughs> for the Magic. I want to see what they shot from three. Uh, three point twenty one percent. Yeah. Okay. How would you? How did you get that? You- I, I'm just. I'm typing Orlando Magic team stats, and it's like not giving me anything. It's like <laughs> summer league roster. I'm like, what? Is that right. what I said? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's your phone, man. I don't right. know. bro. I don't know. Twenty one. Yeah. I mean, twenty-one point two percent from three. What did we say going in? If the, if the Orlando Magic were going to win these games, like they did in Game One, they're yeah. going to have to hit those threes and force the Raptors to play that shooting game. And especially that, with the way Kyle Lowry's been shooting, it's a game the Orlando might be able to win. But when you shoot twenty-one percent as a team, you're and, not going to win. And not even that—that's twenty-one percent from three, forty-two percent from the field as a team together, collectively. When the when the Toronto Raptors shot fifty-three yeah. percent from the field, you're not going to win a game. No. 39.3% from from three-point line. You, there's no way in hell you're going to win a game like that. This or even a, keep it close. It's also been a coming-out party for the uh, Pascal, Pascal Siakam. Dude's a player, man. 16 points in 36 minutes, 7 of 14 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, two rebounds, uh, 6 rebounds, 2 assists for, for Pascal Siakam. And he dropped 30, I believe, in game 3. So, I mean, getting, getting good production out of him as well is really helping, but you got to do a better job of shooting from the field, shooting from three. You're yeah, definitely you not going to win any games at all. You just said 53% from the Raptors. And mm-hmm. look at the guys who have big offensive games. Even even Leonard was getting to the paint. I mean, you're shooting Sasha Jakum 7 of 14th. That's 50%. 
I mean, they're not you, forced to take bad shots. They're taking shots where they can hit them. That's why these guys are and you're all gonna having know, scoring you, games. You're, you're shooting from high percentage of, of positions and low percentage position, positions, and you're still making your shots. I mean, that, that bodes well for the Toronto Raptors, and, uh, and this one's done. Game oh, five, it, this one's it's over. over. Uh, it, Unless one's Drake's over. in the building, then you don't know. The Drake curse has really gone global, bro. <laughs> it has gone global. Was well, he at game two? I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> if he wasn't, that'd be very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Talk about starting from the bottom now. He's there. Literally. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then we also had, moving on to the next game, the Golden State Warriors um, beat the L.A. Clippers 113-105. Kevin Durant had 33 points. Klay Thompson had 32 of his own in that one. You guys buy into what Clay Thompson said? That was funny. That was better. hilarious. <laughs> what do you think about that? That's funny. I mean, <laughs> so Clay Thompson said that he wasn't. He, was, he wasn't having. He said that he didn't think he was having bad games. He just wasn't having games where he was going off and hitting, you know, five, six plus threes. Like it wasn't a Clay Thompson. It wasn't like a Clay Thompson s the way he wanted to be. So he said he just had to take a dunk in the Pacific Ocean. When he was on the, he was like, I was at the beach. You saw what Steph Curry said, though? The, ste- oh, the Pacific Ocean is undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, they're having fun with it. I mean, yeah. That's what they do. They have fun with things. So Clay Thompson jumped into the Pacific Ocean, came out, had a great shooting night. Is this one over? Because do we, do we owe it to the Pacific Ocean if the uh, Warriors win another title? I, I think they should get a ring. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean should get a ring. Get get it in. <laughs> Fuck it in. <laughs> I mean, the I would Rose go, from Titanic. I would go searching for that thing. <laughs> Rose from <laughs> Titanic dropped her, dropped her necklace in there. I mean, why not, right? Why Treasure not? hunting. Treasure <laughs> hunting, brother. I, you know how many people would go get that? Oh, I would, I'd, I'd take the next flight out. <laughs> it's like, what? How many, how many thousands of dollars that ring costs? That's upwards of $20,000. Like, it's more than that. No, that's what I'm saying, upwards yeah. of $20,000. But Kevin Durant had 33, like I said. Clay Thompson, 32. Um, Clay Thompson actually played 40 minutes. He actually played the most minutes out of everybody on the court. Yeah, he got the salt water. It's good yeah, for him. Yeah, 12 of 20 from the field, 6 of 9 from 3, one rebound. Uh, but obviously, taking a dunk in the, in the Pacific Ocean really, really um, bodes well for you. I guess the salt water really helps a, you out. Let's get a flight out. This one's over, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty surprised that the Clippers were able to get one game. And it was exciting, good for them. They, you know, raised their profile a little bit, kind of validated their season, their postseason presence. But this one's over. I mean, let's get real. It's the Golden State Warriors. It was it was over. Sorry to cut you off. It was over after Game Three when Kevin Durant found this game. Yeah. Does anyone expect the Clippers to win three straight games and come back? No. Do do you do you even see them winning at least one more? No, I don't. No, the Warriors closing the second. Yeah. It's over. All right. See ya. (laughs) Poor Doc. No, you no, can't say poor Doc. Oh, I know. You can't because just it's good for 48, Doc. Oh, it is. 48 wins for a team that had no, t- like, no, no superstars. They, they had a great win in the playoffs against the Warriors. Yeah. All right, good season. You know, you validated the presence and, in there. And they'll validate it this offseason when someone signs there. They might. They sure as hell might. We got two games tonight, gentlemen. The Bucks and the Pistons, or, or let's just say one game tonight, gentlemen, because the Bucks and Pistons, that one's <laughs> done with. The Bucks are going to absolutely annihilate the Pistons. All right, I got a serious question. I might have a serious answer, depending on what All you All right, ask. the Bucks are up 2-0, and the Pistons have no expectations to win. 
why are you playing Blake Griffin with that large cast over his knee when you could risk serious harm for him going into next year? Because you're stupid. <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. They really did. I mean, he wasn't expected to play at all. So why? Yeah. You know, you're not going to have a chance against the Milwaukee Bucks. You're not. If you win one game, congratulations. Sort of like with the Clippers. Yeah. You did what you needed to do. You got a game in the playoffs. Congratulations. Move on. You, you don't have you don't have the team enough to actually beat the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So why are you why are you risking your your star player to actually go out there and hurt himself? That cast is ridiculous. <laughs> Looks like King Tutankhamen out there. <laughs> what? The <laughs> mummy. No, I know what he is. Did you see that cast? It's no, like, I didn't. Oh my goodness! I'll show you at the break. All right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it makes yeah. no. It really makes no sense. It really doesn't. All right, good. That's sort I'm of like rushing. That's a, sort of like rushing back a player who who hurts himself in, in baseball, and you're you're further risking an injury. Yeah. yeah or in any sport, mm-hmm. it makes no sense. But then, so that one's going to close out tonight. That's going to be another yeah, sweep. No um, and we might actually see another sweep. We might see three sweeps in this playoffs. NBA. How sweet <laughs> it is. The Houston Rockets taking on the Utah Jazz in game four of their series hasn't even been close. Not even one bit. James Harden is playing out of his absolute mind. This one closed out tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. James Harden continues to go off and continues to dominate. They continue to get decent play from other guys around them. A Fareed, a um, Clint Capella. I think Chris Paul has a great game with passing the basketball. Doesn't necessarily have to do too much scoring. I think James Harden just sees this. Let's close this one out, get a little bit more rest. And he has a game. He, he puts up plus 40 plus tonight. That's what I think. It's sickening how he had no points. He missed, out his, he missed his first 15 shots mm-hmm. in game three. And Utah couldn't find a way to win that game. And he scored 14 of his 22 points in the fourth quarter in game three. 104-101 victory there. But the rest of the series hasn't even been close. That one ends tonight as well. So two sweeps tonight, one yesterday. That's three in the first round in the NBA playoffs. And with that being said, we swept through the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, Well, let me just ask you this real quick. What does this mean for Utah? Kind of moving forward. Uh, disappointing. I, you know, I, I couldn't think, even pull one out. You, really, you kind of got a little bit embarrassed, honestly. I think it's disappointing that you didn't give up uh, more of a fight against the Houston Rockets. I, I think a lot of people had this series going at least six, maybe five or six games. Is this, is this one where you just kind of tip your cap to a James Harden and say we ran into a mm-hmm. monster? Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely one. Uh, and you also see that you 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 need to add more pieces to your team. You need to add better talent, maybe. I mean, and you have a you have a, a star, stud in Donovan Mitchell, yeah, a star in the making. Um, you got to add to that. Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert is pretty, no, that's well. a, no, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Rudy Gobert, they, the Houston Rockets have also locked down Joe Ingles, yeah. which is a key part yeah, of their offense as well. He has not been shooting well from the floor at all. Either he hasn't been shooting well, or he's been deed up very well. Mm-hmm. So um, that's also a focal point of your offense too. He's the guy from he's, he's your guy shooting him from 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 range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just even James Harden when he was at his worst was still able to yeah. to get them to win the find play. a way. So I mean, I mean, but with the way Ricky Rubio plays defense on him, I mean, you're, you're going to get easy looks all the time. Yeah, so. good call. I said Rubio <laughs> could defend Paul. I uh, know. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, listen, can't get them all. Just like the just Poke like three on. series in the in the NBA playoffs, we've swept through the second uh, through the second uh, the first hour of this one. 
Now we're going on to the three o'clock hour. That's how it works. That is how it works. <laughs> the rain has lightened up. Yeah. There has it. been no more thunder since we stopped talking about Oklahoma City. We're going to close out the 2 o'clock hour there. <laughs> when we come back, the start of the 3 o'clock hour, we'll talk uh, about the NHL playoffs uh, because we uh, had some pretty good games last night uh, with the uh, Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We had the Vegas Knights against the uh, San Jose Sharks, pushing them to seven. Both games are going to seven-game seven series now. A couple of game sixes tonight. Absolutely. It's fun, 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 fun. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With Renee Canales, Foes, and James Baccioni. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 3 o'clock hour here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Renee Canales, joined in the studio by James Baccioni and our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. Phone number to call, 631-676-2968, if you want to join the conversation. Where else uh, can you find us? Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network uh, homepage, uh, TuneIn Radio app, Spotify. You can find us on there. Our shows get uh, Periscope. Up, uh, Periscope. You, uh, our shows get uploaded uh, every night. Uh, if you want to take a uh, listen there, it's always great content. You got all the other shows on uh, and ours included. So definitely a, a must listen there, a must follow on Spotify. Uh, and no commercials on this. So. Nope, <laughs> it's just the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. That is. Absolutely. So we're going to start off this 3 o'clock hour by taking a look at the NHL playoffs. And what a weekend it was in the, in the NHL. Uh, we had the Calgary Flames getting ousted by the Colorado Avalanche. Um, Got extinguished. Extin- yeah, extinguished, for lack of better terms. I mean, that series was, after Can't game one, it. it was over. The Colorado Avalanche won 5-1 to on Friday, ending that one, then moving on to the next round. Is this the first time we've seen two number ones go out yeah. in the first round? Yeah. Yes. First time in NHL history. Crazy. I, I mean. Legitimately yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, wow. Shocked. Um. That series ended on Friday. We also had the St. Louis Blues beating the Winnipeg Jets three to two on Saturday, ending that series four to two. Schwartz had a hat trick in that one. Um, well, that's just great news for our Rangers here. So that's, yeah. that's why we're excited about that one. Well, what'd you say? What draft? Uh, well, the Rangers. Would be now, a what? You know, with the Kevin Hayes trade at the deadline, we got mm-hmm. Winnipeg's first round draft pick this year, and we got uh, a fourth, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we got Brandon Lemieux yeah. for Kevin Hayes. We really didn't do too much for them. The first round exit for Winnipeg. So we get their first round pick, which now, since they lost in the first round, will be somewhere between 18, 18 and, 22. and 22. So great news for the New York Rangers, as we're all fans. Ke- so. And Kevin Hayes played minimal minutes in this series at, at points. Really he, a bad trade for Winnipeg, honestly. Gee, oh, that did nothing for them. Kind of like when the Rangers got Ole Jokin in a couple of years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't even bring up that name. <laughs> we traded, what, like two seconds? Uh, Listen, and he was put in the shootout for whatever reason. Yeah, but we'll move on from that one. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I'll say this. I think it was game four. There was a puck going in behind Bennington. I think Kevin Hayes would have had the goal, but he stopped himself from scoring by trying yeah, he does that. to clear the puck out. That, that's, that's a very Kevin Hayes move, though. Yeah. So There's nothing strange about that one. Although, I did hear something interesting from inside Darren Drager on Twitter yesterday. said, Jacob Truba, who's a 
a yes. free agent. I think I saw so you I post want, something up. The New York it. Rangers very badly. Winnipeg is uh, not going to resign him. Yeah, I, I, I want I, him. The Rangers need him so badly. I would love Jacob. Oh, we need that defenseman sure. so oh. badly. But I don't want to talk about the Rangers too much. But <laughs> no, definitely deserves. I mean, it, they're in the news because of that. Because of the fact that Winnipeg lost their series four to two. You, you um, mean lose a peg? <laughs> Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had uh, we had a few games this weekend. The Boston Bruins yesterday pushed the Toronto Maple Leafs out of Toronto, sending them back to Boston, forcing a game this, seven. This series is so Jekyll and Hyde. It's I brought the, I literally said that I believe it was on Thursday the last time we were here. Literally Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know who what Boston Bruins team you're going to get, and you don't know what Leafs team you're no, going yeah. to get. Yeah, because you're expecting Game Six Toronto. Sold out house. The outside of the of the arena of is packed out. You're thinking this team is going to win this series. And I mean, no, I mean, we look when Boston wins. Who, who, who's getting it done? First line guys, yeah. Marshawn, Pasternak. It, it's it's their first line. Who's been was the first the best line in hockey for the entire season. And the games that they're losing when when the Toronto scoring all these goals, the Boston's first line is pretty much invisible. So it's kind of what first line from Boston are we going to see, which really has been dictating the victories from Boston side of it. And Tuukka Rask yeah. is also ma- making some timely saves when he really both, needs to. Both goalies have so, been fantastic. I mean, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. The Boston Bruins, when they need to step up, they have. You know who's been and like solid you said, their is first Chara. Yes. Yeah, he's played really well. Good to see that. Uh, but got our first call of the day. How's your day going today? How, how are you doing? I couldn't be better if you were twins. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. What do you got well, in your mind, Mr. I hate Jeff? to break up the Ranger strokes fest over joint Jacob Truba. <laughs> well, I mean, right. we broke it up ourselves. <laughs> but, yeah. Next thing you know, you guys all have gotten Mark Stone on your team, Jacob Truba, uh, Artemi Panarin. Every Rangers fan has everyone going to the wait, Rangers. Wait, wait a second. Well, Mark Stone is Mark in Vegas Stone's for seven Vegas. more years. <laughs> the, the Rangers do normally tend to get their guys, so. Mm, that hasn't been the case in a while. But anyways, okay. does Toronto even have a chance? Like, listen, you, you guys know I'm a Boston fan. That's their house of horrors. Last year, Game 7, mm-hmm. 2013, Game 7, Toronto can't shake the ghosts. But... It's that Jekyll and Hyde uh, factor that we've seen so far in the series. I mean, game one, you're thinking the Boston Bruins are going to have their way with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They came out flat. So, I mean, I mean, we've seen it every other game where the Boston Bruins come out flat. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I, I'm giving Toronto. I'm, 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 seemingly means nothing. No, I, I'm, I'm giving Toronto some sort of a chance in this one. They have a chance. I, I just think Boston – uh, if Boston's big guys, like Jimmy was saying, play like they played yesterday, in particular Marshand, I, I don't think the Leafs are going to be. I, I mean, that game yesterday should have been seven-one at some point, mm-hmm. but Freddie Anderson stood on his head. Freddie Anderson made some spectacular saves. The save on on Bergeron was just stupid. Yeah, like stupid. Like, like like Big Mike has said, we've seen the goalies stand on their heads in this series. Yeah. Um, but- but I don't know. I I, I give to, I, I give Toronto a chance. They need someone outside of Austin Matthews to get going off. John Tavares needs to score. Marner, since game one, has kind of been invisible. William is the Neatlander. series already over if Nazem Kadri is still playing? <laughs> <You're> not wrong. <laughs> it makes. Uh, I mean, hey, listen. It, it's going to be. 
a physical game. You're gonna have these players going, giving their, giving it their all. Well, their hearts are gonna be out If it's a physical game, then Boston has the edge. Yeah, no doubt. If it's a speed game, Toronto has a slight edge, not much. Right, but the Bruins haven't been hitting. They won. The Bruins won yesterday without hitting anybody. Oh yeah, but but they're the threat of being physical. I think from a Boston standpoint, because Toronto's not gonna do that. Toronto's not gonna play as physical as Boston possibly could. What does he I got? just feel like that's the mo of that team. They're just charming soft. They are. They are because of today's game and how they're built. It's speed, 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 and no physical play. Doesn't hurt every time you lay a hit. You someone's looking around for a referee to have their arm up. That's in every sport, though. Yeah, I know. You you see that everywhere nowadays. But there have been a lot of questionable calls that haven't gotten called, though. You know. Yeah. You can look at yesterday's game. You can look at the uh, the, the the Johansson uh, high stick that got called on Boston. Mm-hmm. You can legitimately argue that was only a high stick because he got slew footed. Yeah, you're right. By the way, Marcus Johansson should not be playing in the in front on the power play. That that just a slight note there. What else you got, Jeff? No, that's just about it. I'm just sick of hearing you Rangers fans just stroke each other. I mean, <laughs> we I'm moved on. <laughs> we moved on pretty quickly. We were, uh, it was just a bit of a, uh, how, a bit of a how thing. How long have the Rangers fans been stroking each other over our Temi Panarin? Ooh, yeah. Panarin's coming. He's Ooh. not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> Panarin is coming. <laughs> Capo, Caco, Panarin, Kratzoff. We're going to be sick. Rangers are going to be back. Right, but, right, but hold on. Hold on, right? Because we think... And, and I realize I'm crossing sports with this reference, right? But I think it's relevant. It looks as though Toronto selling Kawhi Leonard is working, right? The, the, the Raptors are winning. Kawhi Leonard seems happy there. It seems like they have a shot at retaining him. You don't think Columbus moving on uh, is the same kind of theory with Artemi Panarin? Maybe he sees that, oh, I, you know, I'm playing with Duchesne and playing with these guys. You know, I might want to stay in Columbus. I'll let Big Mike answer that one. I, I think if he wanted to stay in Columbus, he would have signed the extension already. That, that's just been my thought process on it. I mean, I don't think you're wrong, but... You know what? Because I actually thought about that as well the other day when Columbus won the game. Maybe this sort of gives Columbus a little bit of... I just think Panarin's got it in his mind that he wants to be wined and dined already. I mean, he's already expressed his interest to play in New York. No, no. Yeah, that he has. That he has. But they never. That's before they won a Yeah, series. they That's never tasted they a, Yeah, they never t- tasted a win in the playoffs. I mean, maybe this sort of sweetens it up a little bit for staying in Columbus. I don't know. Could it be uh, a possibility? It's sure. a possibility. I just don't see it. The Rangers fans are too busy stroking each other to make even consider <laughs> the possibility that winning might matter. Uh, no, because yeah. I, I just it's all think... about the bright lights. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the. That blue, that blue shirt at Madison Square Garden. That's what it's no, I just. I mean, th- let's be honest. What do the Rangers have to offer Artemi Panarin? Five more years of the Columbus Blue Jackets? No. Come on, man. That's that's a low blow. <laughs> that's not-, not a low blow, dude. They're picking second. Let's not call it a low blow. They're picking second. Yeah, they're going to get a really good person. They're really going to get and a good some pretty player out of it. And generally, that really good player doesn't develop for a couple of years. And, you know, mm, often not as much in the NHL. Really pretty good, but yeah. it's taken it's taken them three, four years now to you know be very good. 
I mean, hockey is a little different than baseball. Baseball actually takes them like four or five years to come up to the big leagues. Not in this case. I think this guy, especially on this team, yeah. he had all the opportunities in the world. To yeah, with a young, young core, whoever it is, whether it's Hughes or Capo Caco. Yeah. All right, Jeff. We're yeah, gonna... but even if it is Caco, like that's one guy. What, what that to me that looks like the New York Islanders for the last five years. Not this year. The Islanders are pretty good, right? But the last <laughs> five years, it's Tavares and who. Listen, but you got a goaltender and Henrik Lundqvist and a good backup of Georgiev. You're hoping some of these younger Lundqvist guys has like one year left. Okay, then you have a Shestyorki coming over from Russia. Listen, yep. that you... sounds great, but you don't know what those guys are until they get in net. Because as a Bruins fan, I can tell you, everyone was stroking off Malcolm Subban. How did that work out? I well, mean, from the what we've seen from the Rangers goaltenders in the last. 15, 20 years with, with Benoit Allaire as, as our goaltending coach, we've seen nothing but success from anyone who's really put on a, a Rangers sweater and played goalie for the Rangers. And Shostroykin apparently has signed his entry-level contract. He'll probably play next year in Hartford. That's from Larry Step Brooks. in the right direction. Yeah, so he's got to get used oh, to it. two years away from putting on the, the, the blue jersey. At least a year, I would say. I'm, I'm not, you know, going to overshoot the year. Right? Yeah. And then, so he's uh, two years two, away. Two seasons away, sure. Right. So that, to me, is, you know, our Tebby Panarin gets to turn back the hands of time and play for the Blue Jackets one more time. <laughs> All right, Jeff, man, we're going to move on from uh, from from this one. Guys, I mean, he can go to the Islanders. I'm not saying he's definitely going to go to no. the Raiders. He said he wants to play for New York. The Islanders are a pretty good situation for him to go to as well. That's definitely I, in the conversation also. I also wouldn't rule out Florida. Would yeah, re- reunite him with Quenville. Islanders. Does anyone does anyone sit there and go, you know where I want to play? The suburbs. <laughs> I don't know. Hey. <laughs> I mean, they've gotten people here. He plays in Columbus. I mean, is that really a big city? Is that a... Columbus is a bigger city than St. James. Oh, I'm going to go buy a house. Where are you looking? Central Islip? Hey. Hey, leave CI out of this, all right? Leave CI out of this. That's where I live. Leave it out of there. We've got good product out of there. <laughs> you don't see that as a legitimate point. Well, you you can have oh, a house on South Beach, or you can live in Bohemia. I'm just saying that's where he can go. I'm not saying he's going to sign with the Islanders. <laughs> but but it's he's going to have his he's going to have his mark. Yeah, for sure. But thanks thanks for the phone call, Jeff. Um, All right, boys. Have a good one. Right, Jeff. Um, Enjoy your day. I hate your bachioni. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Panarin's Fogarty gonna have hasn't been here in so long that he's, yeah, he's just, starting he's, to hate he's, you yeah, now. He's, uh, <laughs> he's moving on. He's yeah. He's got to hate somebody. <laughs> he does. Uh, but, no, Panarin's going to have his picking and choosing of, of where he wants to go. Like you said, he wants to be wine and dine. But um, let's move on to the other game that happened last night. The Vegas Golden Knights had a chance to close out their series against the San Jose Sharks in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And double overtime thriller, Tomas Hurdle gets the goal. Shorthanded. Shorthanded by yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, it was. Two to one. Mark Andre Fleury going yeah, left. He shanked that one. He shanked it. He like was guessing like it was a penalty shot from a soccer goalie and it just guessed <laughs> the wrong way. No, I don't and, know and, what and, he was and, thinking. Big Mike You can see the frustration after it. Yeah, I mean, no. he knew that he uh, that it was that was his fault. He's gotta make that stop. Well, Big but, Mike says it looked like it could have been tipped, but it's even nah, still on a tip. It, uh, even still on a uh, on a shot like that, you have to be able to save it. He was leaning left yeah. before the shot even yeah. went off. So And he was really it, far out of his net. He was far out. That one I can't and that part I can't answer. So the Sharks extend that one. That goes to a game seven. That goes back to San Jose. Um 
That game would be tomorrow, I Both believe. Both game sevens are tomorrow. Okay. Um, chance on that one. Who do you think? Because, I mean, we've seen Martin Jones in the first three, four games of this series really have some trouble right. in net. And the way he stepped it up in the last two, three games the has sh- been unreal. The Sharks have made it very clear that they're going to live, they're going to sink or swim in Martin Jones. Mm-hmm. And he went in there last night for those two overtimes, and he played fantastic. Yes. I mean, he made some huge saves. But Vegas was, had so much pressure in the first overtime and in the second overtime. I mm-hmm. thought they were kind of dominating the Sharks, to be I, honest. I, I, think that that pa- I think the power play, um, obviously before Hurdle scores, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, this, this is the last Over, thing that the yeah. Sharks really needed. Having a power, uh, having having to play, uh, you know their their penalty ki- penalty kill, when you have the the golden Knights just literally firing on all cylinders. I mean, right the place now. was rocking. Yeah, it they really wanted was. that win. Vegas was was they they were they were just going out with so much energy. It seemed mm-hmm. like they were just not that the Sharks were even flat. That Vegas was just skating with just with, you know, with a purpose, which they were, and just to to see. The Sharks. I did you, when he took that shot. I, I had I didn't see the Sharks winning that game. For I didn't. A second. No, I. And it took a a weak goal like that, a soft goal, to win it. And that's kind of usually what we see Winston in these overtimes. You know, Mark Andre's leaning a little bit left when he shouldn't have been. And we saw the the Vegas Knights in both overtimes get so many better opportunities, so many better chances. So all the credit in the world to Marty Jones for um, you know. Proving his coach smart, they stuck with him, and he rewarded them last night. I mean, they, they, there were several situations in, in in this series in which you could have seen uh, DeBoer go towards their, their back of goalie in Dell, and and you know he stuck with Martin Jones. He stuck with Martin Jones, and this team in front of him, um, you know, has helped him out as well. But he's been standing on his head the entire two, three game, last three games of the series. Mm-hmm. I saw guys on the Sharks bench last night with their heads down. Yeah, it was kind of the tensions were so high. And Vegas was playing calm. They were they were playing, you know, like let's go get this. They had the momentum. They had the energy. And they looked tired. Just, yeah, they were. They looked tired. And I it, can't. I couldn't believe it. And, and like you said, it looked like the, the the Knights weren't missing a step. It looked like they weren't even tired. They were they playing were, loose. Yeah, they were. Yeah. But that one's going to Game Seven. That will take place tomorrow. See that play on the goal line, by the way, by the defenseman. Yes. When uh, Mark Andre was out of position. Oh, you said it was Colin Miller. Colin Miller. Oh, oh, the, man, oh, oh the Snow awesome. Angel. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it was outstanding. So cool. Outstanding. That was the energy that Vegas was playing yeah. with. But I, they, I think they're one of the team. I mean, every team feeds off of their home crowd, but they, it, it's something different they with that crowd. It, that, they, they really arena. feed off of it. Yeah, it really is. Looks like a great place to play hockey, honestly. Yeah, looks like a great place to go watch a game. Well, yeah, but I'm saying if I'm a player, we oh, always yeah. were wondering when they came in, like, oh, who's gonna like Vegas, like hockey team, like, what are you crazy? <laughs> it seems like such a fun place <laughs> to play. Well, I mean, those guys have fun. They've convinced Mark Stone to stay, Pacioretty. So. They had a great team. And listen, who's not going to want to play a hockey game where you can see little John sit next to Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay, Ramsay <laughs> Chef Gordon, wearing a jersey. That was awesome. <laughs> Who would have thought you would see little John at a hockey game? I mean, out of all He's things. He's like their hype guy. No, I know, yeah. but I'm saying, like, even before that, who would have thought Gordon Ramsay, I think, is a little more uh, – the fact that he was wearing a Golden Knights jersey. Yo, can you imagine little John? Yeah! He did. <laughs> but um, – what are we expecting from the, from from this game going into Game Seven tomorrow? I expect to see the same things we've seen: a lot of physical play, a lot of speed, two really good teams, and one of them's going home. Who's going home? The Sharks are going home. Sharks are staying in San Jose. Yep. Vegas Knights Ve- moving Ve- on. Vegas ones. You agree as well? I do agree. I think Vegas. What we saw last night with with more energy, more 
almost passion, I want to say, they were playing with in mm-hmm. a way. Uh, I, I think they come out and they put the puck in the back of the net a couple times early and kind of stung well, the Sharks I, a little bit. I think that's the thing. If they really want to take it to the Sharks, they have to score early because that's what's happened. In the games in which the Vegas Knights have scored in the first get Mar- minute, get two minutes. Get Jones' head exactly. early. Don't let him get exactly. in that rhythm because he can get in that like we saw yesterday because he is, he was in the past a great goaltender. He just has a tendency to get in funks and he had a pretty bad season, had a bad up and down playoff so far mm-hmm. this year. Get in his head early. Don't let him get in a rhythm. I think he can seal the win pretty easily. Dude, Eric Carlson has really good hair. Oh, he does. I was really, I was so does re- Willie. I was really noticing it yesterday, like just like really, really. What did looking I tell at it. you? Yeah, when we talked about it, I was like, it looks like it needs a haircut. Yeah. When you look at it really close, and oh, it dude, doesn't. it's spectacular. Yeah. It really is. Let's move on to the games from tonight. We have the Washington Capitals against the Carolina Hurricanes back in Carolina. Um, Capitals up three to two with the chance to close it out. Does it happen? Yes. I know you. I'm not sure. I like what I see from Carolina. They're a team who plays with a lot of speed. They're at home tonight with that crowd's been rocking all season for them with that power surge or whatever they do. (laughs) Dude, the crowd has been unreal. It's it's surprising. I honestly thought Washington would take this one in four, maybe five. But, you know, Carolina gets kind of routed in that game five, a six-nothing. I think they come out tonight with a little more energy. And I, I, I do think Washington does win it. I do. I think Ovechkin doesn't let Carolina enter a Game 7. I don't think he wants to deal with that Game 7, mm-hmm. so he kind of puts this one on his back. They played and, way too many Game 7s. Yeah, but but I just wouldn't be shocked if Carolina came out and oh, forced no. this one even to an overtime. Because yeah. they've been a scrappy team the entire season, and they're pretty good. They're fun. They're fun. They're young and yeah. fun to watch. Mrazic stands on his head tonight. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. I, I really I, – I, I sat here the, the – I can see more of a last high week, game, actually. I sat here last week saying Carolina was going to win a, a few games. And look at that. They got two They got two wins. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll sit here again. I, Listen. I, I, I don't feel comfortable saying it, but I think Carolina pulls this one out tonight. I'm I not confident the, in it. I love the job Rod Brendan Morris done with oh, that well, team. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Don't know if Svechnikov is in yet. He he. So you know where he is? <laughs> He's probably in Washington at the arena. <laughs> He's probably like, wait, I thought the game was here tonight. <laughs> oh, man. He's at his high school, right? <laughs> TJ Oshie's also out, right? Yes. Yeah. He's out for an extended clavicle. period of time. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah, yes. broke. Oh, that was, a dir- that was a nasty hit. That was t- a dirty hit. Yeah, that was a nasty hit that he took. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, but we also have the Nashville Predators. Another against, tough one. Against the Dallas Stars. Dallas looking to close this one out. They're up 3-2. to two. How do you see this one ending up? This one's tough. I'm going to say game seven. Yeah. I'm going to say Nashville. That would be such a disappointing exit for Nashville, though. Uh, of course it would, but Nashville needs their, what do we say? Their best players have to be their best players. That's Philip Forsberg. It's Ryan Johansson. It's Victor Arvidsson. Those guys have to be good. Where's the Wayne Simmons factor in this series? Wayne Simmons has not played much. Yeah. I think he got hurt in one of the game in game one or something, but they need so, they need a spark somehow because on Saturday at home in game five they laid a huge egg. That was a fat egg. Oh, yeah. I mean Dallas's offense can like, score at any time. A Jamie Bennett, Tiger Sagan, those are two very explosive hockey players, and well, look what they're getting from Zuccarello. Yeah, well the key is Jim Montgomery has put those uh, Ben Sagan and Alex Radulov together. Yeah. And their forecheck is unstoppable when mm-hmm. they're together because they play with such well. And, and they have Vezina goalie 
candidate well, Ben Bishop. Well, well, I said this. I put this out on Twitter after Game Five Saturday. They remind me of the Lightning team that beat the Rangers in the conference finals, but then mm. lost to Chicago. Mm. Great goaltender in Ben Bishop. Offensive, di- dynamic offensive players who have bought into a defensive system. Yeah. That's kind of what Dallas reminds me of right it's now. It's so unfair having a Ben Bishop in goal, though. That dude is so huge. big. <laughs> dude is huge. It's unfair. You, there see- should be a height requirement, like a height cap. Six eight, I believe he is. Huh? Six eight, I believe he is. Yeah, it's un- it's so unfair. Fits down, he still <laughs> <laughs> he still covers the net. Playing, playing like knee hockey out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think Dallas could take it tonight. You think so? I think they have the firepower. I think they're getting scoring depth, not just from that first yes. line. They're getting scoring from like guys like Zook on the second line and their third and fourth line, giving them minutes. Uh, Nashville's just maybe not the same Nashville team they've been in the last couple of years. They're not as talented. And the goaltending we get, the stars have been getting from Ben Bishop, mixed with the scoring from Sagan and Ben, who have been having good series. They're the better team right now. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Dallas is the better team. I think this one goes to overtime tonight. I see an overtime game. Okay. And I see Dallas taking <laughs> it in the overtime. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Any you want to elaborate? You want to do the Bucci overtime challenge? I would like to do the Bucci. I did it though. The uh, is that still a thing? Yes. Yeah, it is. I did it for uh, uh, Colorado and uh, Calgary. Did you? Yeah, almost got it. I'm, almost, just gonna yeah. pick, I'm just gonna pick both goalies every time. So if one <laughs> goalie scores, I'm gonna win. <laughs> no way, no one else. I think is there wouldn't be a Bucci overtime <laughs> challenge if a, if, a goalie, <laughs> if a goalie scores anymore. <laughs> Goalie's just going to rip it top <laughs> 200 feet away. Imagine Ben Bishop doing that. Oh, my God. He's big enough. Oh. He is. He takes a clapper. Oh, my God. Could be a defenseman yeah. stick. <laughs> Bad change by Nashville. He has the time to do it. <laughs> he, takes, he takes Jamie Ben's stick. Uh, I mean, uh, Tyler Sagan's stick and just launches like, it's one. It's not Goldberg. Like, like Mighty Ducks when he goes up to center ice and takes the slap shot. He's definitely not Goldberg. Uh, He's definitely Thompson. not. He's not Goldberg. He's definitely not Goldberg. He's better than Goldberg. It's the goalie. <laughs> it's the goalie. You lost it for me. You lost it for yourself. <laughs> Let's go shake that hands. All right. Sorry, it's hockey. We it can is. do Mighty Ducks, Team man. Iceland. Gunnar Stahl. Yeah. He had ice cream with the enemy. Uh, Gordon Bombay did. Oh, yeah. He's a cake eater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Poor but, Adam Banks. Oh, what an injury. He would have went pro. He would have. <laughs> Charlie Conway. Uh, listen, I, I was a big story. Charlie Conway guy. Oh, sure. He's the hardest of the team. Yeah, I was a big Charlie Conway guy. I was a big guy. Fulton Reed guy. Yes. Ah, the Bash Brothers. <laughs> Dean Portman. Dean Portman. Les Averman. <laughs> I like those movies. <laughs> those are great movies. It, it really, it really is. It re- yeah, this, they, they're just the three, the the series in general. Is just yeah, great. fantastic. And then culminating with them in in in, in college, was it private school? school. Private school, something, yeah. yeah. Played the varsity. Yeah, Goldberg. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> no, it was, it was me. me. <laughs> uh, with that being said, all right, <laughs> let's end it there. We're gonna go to break, and we'll be back here on the. I gotta head out. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's right. So. It's still raining. I, yeah. I I just took a little break just to hear it. Yeah, it's still raining. Yeah, I got to uh, go out in the elements. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. luck, buddy. And then drive to Manhattan in the elements, which was going to take a while. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to rain like this today. I didn't think it was either. I wasn't prepared yeah. for it. I'll be completely honest with you. I was Thanks not. a lot, Al. <laughs> Al Roker. <laughs>
You a big Al Roker guy? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Not anymore. Is he today, even a he anymore? He is, I think. Yeah. Eh, whatever. We'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Talk. See you. <laughs> you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Jock Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Final segment here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Um, let's get into the baseball world. Um, Again. Yeah. Yeah. So, we make a lot of fun. Well, we crack a lot of jokes about Ray Ramirez and how he's taking the Yankees out one by one. And literally, he literally got hit. He got to the boss level and he took Aaron Judge out on Saturday. He <laughs> got to the um, boss level. And now he's moving on to he's moving on to the second level. And now he's starting to take out Mets. Again. Again. Like well, he did for several years. Yeah. And this time, he's not going from the from the bottom up. He's going straight for the jugular. This guy's going for Jacob DeGrom. And Jacob DeGrom um got a start skipped over this weekend. Mm-hmm. Because of some, he was he wasn't feeling right. His his elbow was quote unquote barking at him. Well, first they pushed him back for strep throat. Yes, yes. He had a start. When was it? Friday, I believe it was. Friday, which was pushed to Saturday, Saturday. for the strep throat, and then it came out Friday that he was going on the injured list with an elbow issue. Now, fine. No, I'll be honest. Friday was the first night of Passover. So I went to my great aunt's house or apartment in Long Beach. Okay. Everyone there, for the most part, is Mets fans. Okay. My cousin walks up to me. I had not heard this news yet. Oh. He shows me. Oh, no. Your heart sank. Your heart sank. It's not even May, and we're already doing this now. Your heart sank. Oh, yeah. the same thing that happened to me on Saturday. Just but, that it's only happened but, but 13 other times. you witnessed that happen. <laughs> yes. You, you, that was honest. Mm-hmm. And you hear Jacob DeGrom elbow. I'm like, oh, no. No. All right. So let, let's acquaint it to this. That was okay. our feeling when Luis Severino gets pulled out of Fair the spring enough. training game. Yes. During warm-ups. Fair enough. So you told the news. I was like, oh, God, th- th- this can't happen. Not, not now. So comes out, and then a couple of hours later, notification, Brody BVW comes out and says, they don't think it's a long-term issue, but there's an MRI schedule for Monday. Okay. So Friday night goes as whatever. The Mets beat the Cardinals. Saturday comes around, and I think it was Tim Healy who shows a picture of Jacob DeGrom playing catch in the outfield again. I'm like, oh, no. No, he can't do this. You can't keep playing catch. He's going to... He's going to throw it out. <laughs> just, just don't do it. Just wait. Wrap the arm in bubble wrap or something. <laughs> Put him pr- in pr- bubble wrap. Protect him. In you general. Know. And then yesterday, same thing. Mickey Calloway goes, oh, it's not likely he's going to need the MRI. Yeah. Why would you schedule and put out the fact that you think he needs an MRI and then say he doesn't need the MRI. We've been down this freaking road with the Mets before. Yeah. Get him the MRI. Yeah. And a few years ago with Noah Syndergaard. That's what I'm saying. We've yeah. been down this road before. Just get the MRI, get the results, and go from there. If he's able to pitch on Friday night, fine. He's able to pitch on Friday I'm, night. I, 
I, listen, if if his elbow's barking at him, you just sign him to a new contract, sit him down. Yeah. Give him a rest. Yeah, there's guys on the market, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, uh, there's this Dallas Keiko guy everybody's been talking about. Or there's this other guy that was just let go by the other team on the other side of the river uh, named Gio Gonzalez. Could that be an option for the New York Mets? Should BVW? I mean, listen, Gio Gonzalez fired um, Scott Boris right before uh, he let the Yankees know of his intentions to leave their organization. Mm -hmm. He signed with CAA. Does BVW make a call? I think he has to. Because first of all, Jason Vargas sucks. That's pre- first. That's preaching first, to the choir. That's there. first of all. Second of all, what happens if Jacob Degrom? This goes a little more than you expected. This goes long term. For, for, forget Jacob Degrom for a minute. Noah Syndergaard has not been great yet. No, he hasn't. Stephen Matz has been. Stephen Matz has not been great yet. Zach Wheeler hasn't been great yet. Oh, here we go. Oh God. Okay, here we go. (laughs) All right. So uh, coming around, I got him angry. I don't know. Listen, he was he was he was probably in a good mood. He was one bite in, bro, and you already got him started. So this is Maddie Caps from the Third Along Show. I'm just going to be here for one quick second and say one thing real quick. Say what you say. To say Steven Matz has not been great this season, you are completely, completely, completely wrong with that. He had one bad outing. His three starts before that, you look at his ERA, you look at his whip, it was all under one. His ERA was like 1.57. His whip was like .9. Like his numbers this season, as a Met fan, you guys should have been ecstatic to see Steven Matz the way he's been. let, let, Let me word it like this then to you. I don't trust Steven oh, Matt. Oh, 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 okay. okay. Well, then that's my, different. My, so my wordage was wrong. And I he's, apologize. He's inconsistent. Yes. That, that's his problem. But to say Steven Matt has been awful this season is just completely no. wrong. Because I actually had this argument on my show on Thursday of last week, and he's, his numbers just blew me away with how good he was pitching this season up until his last start where he couldn't get an out. Which, that, you know what? But that's that, a, Those that's starts a thing, happen. That's the thing with Steven so, Matz, so I just though. don't. Yeah, that's the thing with Steven Matz, though. Yeah, but what he's are you going to so say? But what are you going to say if he comes out and he pitches the next three or four starts that he's outstanding? Oh, good job, buddy. Keep it up for the whole year. But I'm saying three or four starts. Listen, yeah. he's obviously not a number one or number no, two. No, I don't need him you, to be that. You need him to be a solid number three, number four type yeah. pitcher that could go out there and get you twelve win, twelve plus wins a season. If he gets you 11, 12 wins a season, I'm fine with you, that. You have to be on cloud nine with Steven Matz. Give him, oh, a, yeah. give him a three three ERA with a WHIP of one point two something. Sure. And he also has and to stay healthy. He also has to stay healthy. Agreed. That that's the number. 30. Agree. He has to bring at least 30 starts. At, not not even a question. He, yeah. Especially with your Mets pitching staff this season. But yeah. that, 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 that was supposed to be the given. Yeah. This was supposed to be the given. Hadn't been the given. Oh, well, I just wanted to give my two cents because that just aggravated me right off the bat. So, so I've already started strong. I think it's just a big Mike thing. Because he aggravates me too sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> No, I don't feel the same way that you do. No! I do not heart Big Mike. Uh, sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Uh, sometimes. It depends on the day. Depends on the day. No, but Which side of the bed you wake up on. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's raining outside, I, it's all right. I like you sometimes. But if it's, if it's not raining outside, I don't like you. No, but. Yeah, I got you. I mean, it's, it's cause for concern, though. Of 
course. It's cause for concern. And Anytime it, you hear the word pitcher elbow, uh, it's concerning. Or even shoulder. Or even shoulder. Anything to do with the arm. Yeah. So It's concerning. The move here for the Mets should be to get him in an MRI too. Yes. That should be the move. Don't let the players say, oh, I'm feeling better. You know, I, I had a side-throwing session. The elbow's not hurting me anymore. I don't need to go into an MRI tube. You've seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. What happened with Noah Syndergaard? Yeah, pitched a couple of innings, and then all of a sudden he threw out his ladder, whatever it was. Yeah. And he was out for a long a very period extended of time. period of time. And Jacob DeGrom is not a guy you can lose. No, you can't lose him. You just signed him you to just pay You him. just paid the guy. He's your ace he's the ace of your staff. Mm-hmm. One of the best pitchers in the game. Can't lose him. So what's the move here for the Mets? Should they go out and call yes. a Gio Gonzalez? Yes. Should they go out call and both. explore the option of Dallas Keuchel? Explore both. I'm t- I'm t- both. You need the depth. I don't want to see Chris Flexen starting again. <laughs> he can't flex his fastball over the middle of the plate any better. <laughs> Who would you prefer? Of the two of them? Mm-hmm. We know the type of record that Gio Gonzalez has at City Field, even though that is pitching against the Mets, but I, it's still at City Field. I, I would prefer Gio because he knows the National League. Mm-hmm. He knows the Nationals very well. He, he knows the Phillies. He knows the Braves. He knows the Marlins. He knows the Marlins. And he's not going to be asked to do what Jacob DeGrom – or he's not asked to be an ace. No. He's asked to be in the back end. Four or five guy. Four or five guy. And he's what do you do with Jason Vargas? Bullpen. Be- because bullpen. He, that's an abomination of a pitcher. He goes to the bullpen, and he is the guy when the game is out of hand, you let him take it on the chin. I don't know. I thought I thought when the Mets brought him in that that was a really good, a pretty pretty decent signing because of the fact he was just coming off of a really good year. With the Kansas City Royals, Dave Island was his pitching yeah, coach. Yeah, Dave Island was a pitching coach in Kansas City. I thought that was a, I thought that was a solid move by them, and that turned out to be whew. Eek. Yep, that happened. So, short story short, ladies and gentlemen, the Mets need a starter. Well, besides that, the Mets should stop doing things the way they did them in years past. BVW, you're here now. You're paying this, well, the organization, not you. The organization is paying this guy millions and millions upon millions of dollars. This guy is your ace. I don't care what you do. I don't care how unhappy he is. You force the guy to get the MRI. Mm -hmm. Make sure everything is fine. You committed to him. You did what you didn't necessarily have to do. No, you you you, you could have done you, it next year. But you made everyone happy by doing it now. Now say, look, Jake, we just want to double check and make sure everything's fine. Go get the MRI. We'll look at the results and we'll establish a pattern that will go from there. I can't understand why what the point would be of not letting him get it. Just have him get the MRI. You're only hurting yourself. And your fan point. base. No. <laughs> fan base is always hurt. That's true. 
That is it's the true. Mets fan base for crying out loud. It's true. They win opening day. They win. They win the World Series. Crying out loud. Come on, man. Hey, man. The, those April parades are fun. Yeah. Now the Mets and the Yankees have the same identical record at eleven and ten. Which over five hundred? Take it. The Mets haven't had that easy of a schedule. No, they have not. So to be eleven and ten. Fine. Now, now you're home for ten games. Let's see if they if they go, play go tonight. Six, go six and four, seven and three at home. Let's see if they play tonight. It is pretty disgusting outside right now. Uh, we were getting thunder. We we're getting. Uh, I mean, the, the downpours are just ongoing right now, as you guys could probably hear in the background. I wouldn't be shocked if the game's already been called. It's not. It hasn't. Well, it's okay. still it's still scheduled. But the Mets coming up. They have three against the Phillies, three against the Brewers. And four against the Cincinnati Reds on this uh, on this homestand. current homestand that's scheduled to start today. Mm-hmm. But it's not an easy schedule. And then in the month of May, they really getting they really get into Miami, Washington. Um, they play the Tigers, but they, and, and then they also go on a West Coast trip. They play the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks. So their schedule is getting a little more difficult. As well, time goes on. And your home, which you haven't been for the most part. Yeah, You've been on the road. Yeah. So six and four is reasonable on this homestand. Right? You would think. Philly, Milwaukee, Cincinnati. Six and four is reasonable. I mean, with the way Milwaukee is playing, the way Christian Yelich is hitting the ball right now, ugh, six and four. All right. You take two two of three from Philly. If you take two of three from Philly, okay. And then you should beat the Reds up. You should be everybody up. That's that bad. But we've that's seen stranger true. things happen. I Just look at the not, Yankees. That's true. You should see stranger things. What are you doing with yourself, man? Stranger Things is a great show. Is it? Oh, okay. yeah. Stupendous. Stupendous? Yeah, science fiction. I love it. Okay. So moving on. The New York Yankees begin a road trip in L.A. They're playing the Los Angeles Angels uh, of Anaheim. We got Jay Happ going up against Matt Harvey tonight, uh, the former Dark Knight. Uh, Bruce Wayne took that title back. He didn't the want legend it. formerly yeah, he, known he as the Dark Knight. Yeah, Bruce Wayne didn't want uh, Matt Harvey to be recognized as that anymore. But I was just reading off the numbers to you before. Yeah. Literally same identical numbers. ERA is almost the same. Um, their record is the same. Their whip is the same. Pretty much same amount of hits, strikeouts, home runs, all, the, all that jazz. And we already know the Yankees lost Aaron Judge for an extended period of time. Best case scenario for the Yankees in this series. What do you think? I'm thinking three out of three four. Three out of four. I'm thinking three out of four uh, uh, from, from the Angels. It's very possible. I mean, Seattle just went in there and I believe took two of three. So, And then you play the San Francisco Giants on the same road trip. They play in, uh, over the weekend. And the Giants are... I mean, listen. You the Yankees just took three out of four from the from the from the Royals. They took two from the Red Sox, obviously, in that short two game set. Right. Um, is this sort of riding the ship here a little bit? I don't want to call. They're it right. navigating their they're way navigate, through the waters. Right. They're now. navigating their way. They're waiting for the reinforcements to come. Sanchez should Sa- be back this week. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Um, I believe Stan should be back at some time, maybe at the end of this month, going into May. Okay. But he should be he should be back relatively soon, um, so that's two 
key bats in your lineup. That's your DH, and that's your starting catcher. Even though you're getting production out from Austin Romine, who had the game-winning hit last night, well, yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. he had the, ga- the game-tying hit yesterday afternoon as well. So you're getting production out of him. Like I said, you're getting production out of Clint Frazier, who's tearing the cover off the ball. Mike Talkman is hitting the ball as well. So, I mean, if you take three out of four from the Angels, you take two out of three, three. from the Giants, mm-hmm. and then two out of three from the Diamondbacks, yeah, fair. That's a solid road trip. What? Ten game road trip? Four, three. Yeah, ten. You go seven and three on that road trip? That's pretty seven good. Seven and three, six and four. You know, just take a winning road trip. Because at this point, what you're doing is you just want to keep your head above mm-hmm. until the reinforcements come. You said Sanchez this week, Stanton, maybe the end of the month who knows but these guys are gonna have to carry the load until Aaron Judge comes back yeah so we got four against the Angels three against the Giants and two two against two against the Diamondbacks so nine game trip nine game trip you go seven and two solid trip six and three pretty good trip yeah just like you said, you got to wait for the reinforcements at that point. So, yeah. I mean, listen, we're getting to the point in the, in, in the schedule where it's like, all right, the injuries are now concerning. Mm-hmm. At this point, like I, like I told you earlier, you're, you lost the one person who you could not afford to lose. Right. You can't afford to lose anybody. Let's just put it that way. But this is the main. This is this the is one the in, guy. Most indispensable. This is the, the the most important guy in your in your on your on your twenty uh, five man roster. Right. This is the one guy you cannot afford to lose. Which and now the Yankees have for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So you you do well on this trip. You sort of navigate that water there a little bit longer. You come out of the road trip above five hundred, and I think you're okay. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah, you're. you're- you're going to be fine. Look, Boston just went into Tampa and swept the Rays. Maybe that's the beginning of the Rays coming down to earth. Who knows? Rays are 14 and 8 right now. Yankees 11 and 10. Two and a half games back from the Rays. So we'll see what happens. But what what do you want from Hap tonight? What do I want from Hap? What's Hap inning tonight? Give me 6 in the third. Six and two-thirds, two-run ball. Okay. That's what you can ask for. Yeah. He gave up three in the in the start against the Red Sox, but went about, like, I think he went almost seven innings in that one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he got the no decision, but hey, quality he, he start. fixed himself on the fly. It was a quality start from him after the second inning. Mm-hmm. From the third inning on, however long he was in there, it was a quality start. But you can't give up the big homers. You can't. Mm-hmm. You just simply can't put your team in a position where you know you don't have that firepower. It's going to be tough for the Yankees to score because they're such a home run, home run, home run reliant team. Mm-hmm. So you can't put them in positions in which they really need to 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 go out there and give you those big those big homers. Right. Listen, give me, give me two runs, uh, six in the third innings. No. Listen, offensively, they can't be relying on the home run. Just. Well, it's the Yankees. Hit the ball. It's the Yankees.
I I know it is, but you can't expect these guys who aren't, you know, the superstar power hitters to do what they do. I agree. What are you looking forward to tonight, Big Mike? Oh, man, game six is in the NHL playoffs. I'm not going to watch anything on the Bucks and Pistons. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> I don't think anybody. <laughs> Giannis is going to go for 27 I think Matty Caps might be the only one watching that game. No? No, Matty Caps isn't watching no. that game either. No. <laughs> game six is. Game six is Carolina, Washington, Nashville, Dallas. So you got Washington ending it tonight. I've got, you Washington. got Nashville extending it to seven. I do. Carolina extending extending it to seven. Dallas ends it tonight. All right. Over. So so we both have a game seven and a closer. It's just the opposite games. Listen, it wouldn't be hockey or any sport, a playoff sport, without a game seven. No, I know. There's nothing better than game seven Stanley Cup playoff hockey. And then when it goes to overtime, oh my goodness gracious. Oh, I know. Even if you're not rooting for a team, oh, it's uh, you're it gets sweating. The heart rate going. You're sweating. Yeah, absolutely sweating. But that does it for us here today, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure to start off the week with you guys. We'll be here same time, 2 to 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Coming up next is Matty Cavs and his third and long show. You want to stay tuned for that one. I'm pretty sure he's riled up going into this week. I'm pretty sure he's going to talk about the uh, quote-unquote garbage from Queens. Uh, for sure, he's going to talk about the Yankees. Listen, James Paxton, yay or nay? Yay or nay? Wow, he's oh. still nay on the Paxton, man. That's two quality starts in a row. I don't know. I don't know. But stay tuned for that one. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 2 to 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Have a great, great rest of your day. Stay dry. <laughs> you're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.